You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and an intuitive energy curator. And guess what? I've been calling myself an artist this whole time, and I finally have a new exhibition up with my friend Abby. It's at Necessary Arts Collective here in Guelph. I will have a post up soon and probably some links, hopefully a link in my bio by the time you see this and in the show notes. It's an online exhibition. There is a window gallery, but it's not like a space you can go into. So you're welcome to take a look and see what we've been working on for the last while. And I'm really excited because today's episode, I am talking to Peyton Scroggins. He is also known as Blue Heron Medium on Instagram and his website, blueheronmedium.com. I love his energy. He and I met in the Spirit School Collective and just hit it off right away when we connected over a Zoom meeting because we had also connected on Instagram and I just loved his energy, wanted to get to know him better. He is a medium. He also works with angel cards and angel energy and has been a hairstylist for over 20 years and is starting to incorporate crystals and other spiritual practices into his physical space as well. So I just thought that was another cool thing because I'm trying to get into my actual community a little bit more. And I just thought it was another thing we have in common with him, you know, having a physical community as well as online community. He's an Aquarius. And because I love Aquarius energy, my Venus is an Aquarius. I feel like that theme of Friendship and community that I've been talking about the last while also shows up a lot in the way that he works and in the way he just engages with people in the world. So I know you're going to fall in love with his energy. You can take a look in the show notes to find out more about where you can connect with him. And I hope you enjoy this interview. Hi, Peyton. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Andrea? I am awesome, especially that I get to talk to you and that Yay. you get to be shared with everyone listening. So um, excited. I am too. And I was thinking that maybe it would be good to start since we haven't had you on before with what brought you into doing mediumship as a career path and maybe what led you in your life to finding mediumship. Okay, beautiful. We can definitely start there. So... I definitely, now that I have been on that path and I understand it and kind of the workings of it a little bit better, looking back, and I think this is probably common with most people that take this route, I look back and kind of realize there were so many moments since childhood throughout my life that I had these kind of experiences that I either just overlooked or maybe didn't fully understand. So you know, it came into my awareness about two years ago, just under. But now that I, I understand it better, I feel like, nope, that's actually been a part of my life forever. So I will say that. 
So a couple of years ago, I had just hit a point in my life where I felt like not only the chapter had ended, but like I was ending a book and I wasn't really sure what my next step was going to be. And, you know, I had been married a couple of times. Those didn't work out. I owned a successful business. I had like my career in place. So I felt like, you know, I had the house with the white picket fence. You know, I like, I feel like I had just checked all these boxes. I had come to a point where I was like, well, what's next? So in my career, I'm a hairstylist. And one of my clients, she started speaking about a medium that she had went to. And I was familiar with mediumship growing up. You know, my mom went to psychics a lot. I went to psychics and I was familiar with the work. So my client had brought up this medium. And so I, I scheduled and I was like, well, yeah, maybe spirit, maybe the other side can help guide me as to, you know, what direction I'm supposed to do with my life. So I went to this woman. She's a fabulous medium in the city that I live in. And she right away, the first meeting, she validated. I wasn't really needing validation from past loved ones at the time. You know, I was kind of on more of this path of like what I'm supposed to do. But she brought through all of that validation. So I knew she was connected. And then I continued to see her over, it was probably about a year I think maybe a little longer. And we just kind of kept unfolding. And I would be like, okay, when I was younger, I had this experience, you know, can you explain what that would be to me? And the whole thing just led me down a path. And that's what brought me onto Danielle Serenk's podcast, because I was, you know, then looking like, oh, I should look and see where else I can find information about this world. And I started listening to her podcast. And I remember I was driving home. My family lives in a different state than from where I am. So it's a little bit of a drive. And I was driving home and I listened to, I don't remember how many episodes on that drive. And the whole time I'm just like, oh my God, I've had that my whole life. Oh my God, this is me. She's talking about me. And it was just such a like, aha moment. Anyway, so that's kind of what brought me into that space. And then as it's continued and it's grown and I've connected more with it, then I've definitely come to a place where I realized, you know, this is what I feel. I don't know if I want to say I feel called to do, but I definitely feel like this is a path that's bringing me a lot of personal healing. It feels like this spark inside me has just been reignited and it's something I'm so excited about. And it definitely checks a lot of boxes for me. You know, being a hairstylist, I talk with people all the time and it does kind of feel like I, I'm not a counselor, but there definitely has this like counseling feeling to it of helping people through whatever they're going through. So a lot of it just really fit into kind of who I am. So yeah, that's, I could kind of probably go off a little longer, but that's, that's what got me started on this path. That's so beautiful. I love how like that is so common for people to have like different threads that like fit in later that you look back and you're like, oh, it totally makes sense that I ended up here. And especially having a career where you're helping people and you're connecting with people on a regular basis, it makes sense that you also part of you knew that was going to be it's like that's part of you that knew that that kind of connection and openness and that sort of energy was meant to lead you in that direction. And it's funny because my mom one of the only other like spiritual people that she connected with was her hairstylist where she used to live. And they used to have like events and she would have like people come there. So I feel like knowing that you're now having like more crystals and things brought into your space, it totally feels like that similar energy that she had experienced. Do the other uh, stylists that work with you also have an interest in her stuff as well? So it's very interesting. So I have some other hairstylists that work for me. And then I have some people that are more in the spa space. I have a nurse practitioner that does injectables. And then I have a, a woman that does aesthetics. So she does facials and stuff. And what's so interesting is the people that are there in that space with me, 
they all kind of are very open to this stuff and they all are kind of naturally gifted in that way. And I, I want to take back the word gifted because I feel like it's something we all have. I don't, you know, not everyone's called to use it in a form of service necessarily yeah. for others, but they're just, they're all in tune and they're all very open to that stuff. And it, they, it, they allow that part of them to kind of lead their path a little bit. So it's just kind of interesting how, and I feel personally, I feel that's very synchronistic and I feel definitely spirit has its hands and how that has come to be. But um, yeah, everyone's very connected. Everyone's aware that, you know, because now I, I also now provide my spiritual practice within this space too. And, you know, I do sell crystals there. And so there is this kind of beautiful marriage of those two worlds and it just, it makes sense, you know? So, yeah. I love that. And I think it's really great the way you're doing it because um, one of the things we have in common is transitioning careers. I've done that a few times. And I think Sometimes we try to do it like I do, where I just go all at once. I'm going to throw my whole life upside down. But I think the way you're doing it, where you're recognizing that there is a space within what you're already doing, where there's a need for those same people, there's an overlap where they want to have something where it's self-care, where they're coming in for some sort of self-care practice, but they're also open to this other stuff. And I think like it also is introducing it to people who maybe wouldn't have thought of it or maybe not maybe wouldn't have sought it out in a different space. It's somewhere they already feel comfortable. Do you find that there's a lot of clients now, now that you've started adding it in that are opening up a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's it's interesting. So there's like a few different layers to that. So there's like, and I'm going to go back to kind of your first question. So one thing that I noticed as I was developing is there would be so many times over the years of doing care and working with people because you are in people's physical space. They're putting their trust in you. You become, you know, there's a personal relationship. Hairstylists are one of the few careers out there where we're legally able to touch people, you know, so there's there's a lot of the energy exchange. And there would be so many times that we would be having conversations and I would be getting, you know, what spiritual people call downloads of information that would just like flow out of my mouth of like solutions or ways to think about things. And now I realize like, oh, I was channeling. I've been doing it for 20 years, you know? So that transition for me has been pretty seamless. The other thing too is as it's being introduced to my clients that I have, the kind of beautiful thing about having this transition space to do it in is that for people that are not familiar with this world, they know they know me. You know, they know I'm as authentic as I can be. They know they can trust me. They know I wouldn't just like sell them any baloney. So it almost gives them like, oh, well, if Peyton's telling me this or explaining this to me, like, well, let me try it out. And I actually just had a client. She's been a great client, a friend. We had a reading together and she wasn't skeptical, but she, you know, she was just open to it. She didn't really have an agenda. And some beautiful information came through that I had no way of knowing. And she even said, she's like, I just, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but like, this is stuff I've never told you. And it was just a beautiful thing because at the end, it offers these little bits of healing. So that's why I do it. So it's been a cool space to be able to transition in and to be able to kind of marry those two worlds. It has been hard on that also to like, I've done hair for 20 years and I'm not saying I'm going to quit doing hair, you know, tomorrow or whatever, but. I do feel like eventually I will be moving more into the spiritual space. I don't know how that's going to happen yet or whatever, but being lucky enough to have this like bridge to connect those two worlds, but then also not run across that bridge too quickly because I still like, 
you know, I'm still firmly connected to the other side. So it has been a little bit of a balancing thing of, you know, and it will continue to be as I go forward of how do I, you know, how do I kind of manage all of this? But I don't know, spirits, spirits led me to this point and it's been beautiful so far. So I just kind of have to have faith. Oh, I love that. And I think that's where I was even talking that I think the episode that will be airing before this is the one I just put out when we're recording this today, which was telling the story about how exactly a year ago, I had all these messages coming up around reconnecting with art, being open to finding a relationship again. And then I kind of just kept following my spirit crumbs as I do. And then having heard it this week, when I was in the middle of putting together artwork for my first physical show that I'm doing with my friend and you know, I've started dating again and it's, it is really, when you put your trust in it, it's exactly what you're saying where it's like, I don't need to know how I'm going to get there. I don't need to know what it's exactly going to look like, but I've, it's gotten me this far. So I'm going right. to keep trusting and keep moving forward. And I think that's such a beautiful way to do things. Because like I said, I think sometimes people think they have to make this giant leap, which exactly. sometimes, yes, sometimes it's the right move. I've made leaps before where I'm like, I'm glad I didn't wait too long. But for something like this, where you're already, it's not that you're unhappy with what you're doing. It's just adding another layer or transitioning it into a new thing. Right. And I think right. that's a really nice way to do that. And I think too, it does offer that extra layer of healing as like part of the path. So it's not one rapid, like, you know, dark night of the soul all at once. It right. kind of lets you unravel what needs to be healed at each stage of it. And I right. think we both can agree that like this kind of path does put you on your personal healing path more than you expect. Yeah, and totally. I don't know if there's like a connection to that that you feel that is no, like, totally to all of it. Totally. Well, I want to first, I want to say, I do think this is something as a reminder, I've heard a lot of spiritual influencers and people like that, you know, they will say, just because you've gotten on this path doesn't mean this has to be your career. And I totally do believe that. But I remember I when I was explaining to one of my clients that I've discovered kind of this new world and I'm so excited and it's like, I feel like I found my calling and da, da, da. And I was like, you know, for me, it is, I love being able to help people. That's a beautiful thing. And I was saying to her, you know, to be able to offer someone like this little drop of healing just by all this stuff and she looked at me and she goes, don't you realize you've been doing that this whole time? And she got emotional. And then it just opened out to me. I'm like, she's right. Just because I wasn't sitting in a room with cards and connecting to her ancestors doesn't mean I wasn't still doing the work. So I think that kind of helps reinforce that idea that there's so many ways you can do this. It doesn't have to be this very standardized platform of, you know, you sit in this room and it's only done this way. And you have to call yourself these labels. No, that's not the point. The point is using your light however you need to do that to help make other people's light shine a little bit brighter as well. Now, on the self-healing side of that coin, yes, it has been, if I stand back and look at the whole thing, this whole thing's been a journey as it is for all of us. A lot of it is a journey within, and it has been very clear to me from Spirit that for me to be able to offer service in the way that I want to, or that is probably at the most good that I'm able, there's some stuff that I need to work on in my own world, in my own self-limitations and these ideas that maybe I picked up, as we all do at childhood, that I need to work and heal those in order to not let those thoughts and ideas get in the way of being able to serve for others so that I'm able to have more of an authentic flow of information for other people. 
I will say this goes hand in hand with also going to a licensed therapist to help guide me on things as well. But the, you know, doing therapy along with my own spiritual journey and I pull cards for myself every day. Uh, For me, it's been a way that I've built up a relationship with spirit and spirit has really walked me through and walked me back into some like stuff that's way deep down there, like the core issue to where maybe self-worth issues come from or why I put myself in certain situations with relationships, whether that's personal or romantic or whatever. The cards have really helped guide me through that. So it's a beautiful thing, but that can be a difficult thing because a lot of times, sometimes the roots of where a lot of this stuff comes from isn't always the most fun and comfortable place. We've usually buried it deep in the dirt. Roots are usually deep in the dirt. And sometimes you got to dig through the stuff to get down to them. Honestly, that's exactly (laughs) how I feel too. It's like the more you open yourself up to being that kind of conduit for spirit to connect with other people, Spirit's trusting you with that. So you do need to have to make sure that you're not having a million filters over what they're trying to share with people. Exactly. Also, what can sometimes happen is whoever is in front of you that's receiving the information, you may have some sort of insecurity around like maybe you think they're further along than you are or they have something that you don't and you can take the information coming through based on how you're feeling about yourself if you were to receive that information because spirit, as we know, will often bring people to us that have similar wounds or similar things they need to learn they, exactly. they need to learn in the moment. So I feel like that resonates so much with me, what you were saying about that, because it's true. It's in order to be a channel for spirit, you have to be a clear channel and you have to be delivering exactly. the information the way they intended and not, you know, with your own filters on it. <laughs> and I would say, you know, I my development on the road of mediumship, it's newer. I have not been doing this for 20 years practicing specifically as the medium. yeah. But I I would say that to me, I feel like is a huge lesson that regardless of the route you take, that we all have to kind of figure out is how to not filter, like you said, the information with our own stuff, because that's the trickiest part to decipher through and kind of dig through and figure out why are my filters even here? Why is it if someone feels like someone's grandparent, I automatically go to they had gray hair and they bake cookies, you know, like even those kind of stereotypes and stuff that we have in our in our mind that can get in our way. I think that's probably the trickiest part of of developing is trying is allowing yourself to get past all of that and figure out why do I think this way? Why do I feel this way? Why? Because it is you, you're the medium. You're the one filtering the information that's coming through. Yeah, totally. And I think that is the hardest part. And I think for me, I'm kind of lucky because I just have like verbal diarrhea when I start talking and I just share all the things. So right. sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just like, here you go. Here's a bunch of information. And then if it resonates, great. But I think like I catch myself if I do find myself thinking about something, then I get hesitant. I'm like, oh, am I filtering this? Like, why is this particular piece of information stopping me in my tracks? Like why the rest of the information can't no problem. But now there's this one thing that I'm hesitant to tell the person. I'll be hesitant to say something to someone. Most recent one was somebody who I was getting the information that they were going to be going into a relationship. And I felt like they were going to be hesitant about it. But it turns out that was me because they were like, I'm already in a relationship. And I was like, wow, that was me being like, you don't want to talk about relationships. So I feel like it's so true. It's like, yeah, the more it flows naturally, I'm like, okay, this is the stuff I'm good with. But that's why, right? Because then I know now that that's what I need to work on is why am I so closed off to it, right? 
And that's the thing is like, you know, we all know spirit's going to heal everyone at the same time. So if you're giving a reading, it then makes you aware of something like, okay, as we're talking about this, let's not forget you, you know, you're not done. You're not done yet either. We're still working with you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And now I've worked through that a lot more and I've gotten more clear on like what it is I'm looking for and like my things. And I think it is the beautiful reward that we get. I think you and I have had this conversation before, but because when you put yourself in service, it's a very vulnerable place to be in. And it is something that not everyone chooses. And so in exchange, like, yes, it is very intense at times, but Mm -hmm. it also is really beautiful that we get to experience this level of healing and we're aware that we're healing because we're doing this work and we're seeing the progress that happens. Totally. Totally. It's, it is a lot of times in so many different aspects of it. When I describe this work, I beautiful is the only word I can come up with. Like it just is so beautiful. There's so many beautiful moments and that's the part I'm just most grateful about being at this place now is just that's that's the fuel that really keeps me going. Yeah, it is really beautiful work to do. Like you said, the word beautiful is just like, it's like, what else is there? It just There's, is. Yeah. It, it just is how this work feels to do it. And then I'm wondering, too, because I don't do mediumship, really. You know, we'll be talking. I'm going to be on the Soli podcast very soon. Yes, um, yes, yes. Well, one of the things we talked about is how I know that I could lean into that work, but it's something that I haven't quite been ready for. But I'm curious in your sessions with people in mediumship, how healing comes through, because I only do mostly psychic or like soul with like the person and their own awareness of themselves. But when it comes to incorporating loved ones or angels, like how does that end up providing healing for people? Well, it comes in different ways. And I just have faith that like spirit is a lot more intelligent than I am. So sometimes I'll do a card reading for someone, which kind of leans in more of the psychic space. And then I'll blend that in with a mediumship reading. It is sometimes more in the cards that there's something I said that stuck with them that made sense that they needed to hear at that moment. In the mediumship space, I'll share, I just had this recently. There was someone that... I was connecting with and, you know, as a medium, you're trying to get this validating information so that the center knows that you have their loved one and that can, you know, sometimes take a minute. I know for me, when I'm being read for, I have a lot of people on the other side and I have a lot of people that are similar. So like it takes a while before I'm like, well, I don't know. You could have X, you could have Y, you could have Z. I'm not, we got to keep going. As I was sitting there and we were getting through finally to the point where there was no doubt of who this person was I was bringing through, then the energy just completely shifted and I could feel the loving energy of the spirit. And that's the best part is when we get to that moment, I would say not all readings get there because sometimes for whatever reason, it doesn't always get there. But when spirit just comes in and you can feel the hug that they give you and you can feel really the essence of who they were, and you can then express that. So you've given the person all of this information of detail, like they drove this kind of car or whatever, da, da, da. Then you can tell them exactly what they already know about their energy. That is healing because then it makes them, I mean, they believe in somewhat, obviously, otherwise they wouldn't be sitting there, but it just, it lets them know that their loved one's around and there's something beautiful in that, whether they feel like they didn't say something that they needed to say while they were alive to know that at least they're still around, whether even it's, I'm finding this more, it's almost, it's so beautiful to know your loved ones are around, 
And obviously that's emotional. It's going to hit a heartstring. But then it starts the wheel spinning of like, okay, so there is an afterlife. Okay, so what beliefs and things have I had that maybe I need to look into more? Or do I need to start thinking about this a little differently? That's the part that I really love. That's the, is that it starts to crank open this whole, like, let's get our brains thinking again about what happens and why does it happen and why are we here? And I think that's healing because life's hard. We're here. It's hard. Things are hard. I know the one person I'm referencing They have children, you know, it's very hard. That's, you know, hard to do. And her and her partner have very strenuous jobs. I'm sure that all weighs down. And at some point you probably feel like, what am I doing this for? You know, so then to start to crank open that whole thing, like, oh, wow, the universe is like this thing and I'm a part of it. And, you know, there is a beautiful reason why I'm here. I think that can be very healing in itself. Just that piece. So, yeah, I feel like that is definitely something that when I was getting readings before I started doing this work, it was the way that a reading can pull you into your own spirituality, even if you're going just to be like, I just want to see what's going on with my grandmother. But then all of a sudden you're like, I feel like I've had this connection and I feel like I feel her around the same way that I'm feeling her now. I feel like I felt her on my own. I felt like she was around or you get these validations of your own life. And I think like what you were saying around like how Yes, it can seem really simple, just like the this is who, who the person was, but it's that feeling that you get of being in the presence. And then you're like, well, mm. if I'm able to feel this and I'm not the one doing the readings, maybe I can connect to this. And I think that's what exactly. brings so many people into it. Like, I know that's how I ended up in this work was that my mom and I used to go to psychic fairs and I would get readings and I would connect. And then they would tell me, like, you could do this, too. And it's this whole sense of like being part of something bigger than yourself that I think yep. a lot of people don't experience until they have a reading or until they're, you know, brought into a situation where, where someone else shows it to them. They don't always seek right. it out on their own. Right. And I, I think that that part of the healing, like you said, is just really beautiful to see someone. I love just seeing other people expand and feel like that light coming into their own. And like that, I think, it's also a teacher sort of energy. I know I have like sort of teacher energy and I feel like you do as well. Yeah. And that's again, to kind of tie back. So since I have this space that I offer these readings within a business that I've already created, people that are being exposed to it weren't necessarily in search of it. It kind of fell into their lap. So then to give them readings. And like you were saying, we go into that and they're like, Oh, I, I get this. I have dreams that come true. Oh, you know, when I see a butterfly, I think of my grandmother or all these little things that we've developed. They, it starts like getting the wheels turning in their head. They're like, wait a minute. I've had that a lot come up a lot with people. That is something kind of special. I think with the space that, that I have and that I've created that it's bringing people in that, you know, maybe weren't in search for it, but once they're there, they're interested and something kind of is telling them like, well, yeah, let me go check it out and see what it is. And that it does kind of open this whole, it's a teaching moment. It opens these doors for him. So that's beautiful. I mean, that's, yeah, again, beautiful. It's all beautiful. You know, like, I feel like I'm, that's all I'm going to hear now. I'm and just going to say beautiful, I'm beautiful, talking, beautiful. Because it looks like all it comes out of my mouth too. But I think that ties into something else I wanted to talk to you about because you are an Aquarius. My Venus is an Aquarius. I, I love Aquarius energy. And part of that is being part of the collective, being part of something else and friendship and community. 
And because it sounds like you've already created such a beautiful community in your physical space and like we met through an online community. And I think without having had that as an outlet for me, I don't know because it was during COVID for me, but also I'm a very introverted person and I was in school full time. I didn't have free time to just go into a physical space. And so like online from finding Danielle, finding the Spirit School Collective and doing readings with people who I knew nothing about. And then all of a sudden being able to connect to these people on another level. I think that not everyone's going to have that path and find community. Some people do the things on their own and that's great. But I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how community has maybe helped you on your development path. Yeah, communities, it is very important. And I'm kind of like you. I'm pretty introverted. I need time to recharge and I need that time alone. Also, my day job as a hairstylist is very like it takes a lot of energy. So I just need to like break away. But as especially with the spiritual path and especially with discovering this about myself and kind of building that, I've always had like one foot in that room. Like since I was little, I've always been very interested in that stuff, but I've always found it really hard with the people in my life to talk about some of those things. And there were a few times in the past where I would share experiences that I had that were really life-changing. And then it would kind of get thrown back in my face. And it was really just, you know, they didn't know how to handle the information. So it just made them more comfortable to make fun of it, you know? So I get it. I don't feel like I ever really had a group to talk about this stuff with. And then, yes, once I found Danielle's group and I met all of you guys, that has been life changing because to be able to have people to talk about this stuff and not have to like a explain what all these terms mean or you know i can go off in this weird direction and i know you're following me because you know you know the stuff you know the world it is very important and i'm grateful now that that seems to be and i could be wrong at this but it feels like within our world that kind of community idea and kind of like we're stronger together feels newer than maybe it had been in the past. I know when I meet people that maybe have been in this world a really long time, I can kind of feel in their energy that maybe that's not always been the case. Maybe there's this energy of like, I have to prove myself or I've got to, it's just been different. So I like that now it feels like a lot of us, you know, really see the strength and numbers and like the support of each other. With the community that you and I are both a part of, it's very clear that like attracts like. It seems like all of us in there are kind of on similar spiritual wavelengths. We kind of interpret the information the same way. We kind of have a similar lens to which we then view it all. You know, I think there's communities for everyone. As I've kind of learned more and I've seen other groups, it might not feel right to me. It might not call to me, but it it has a place for the the people that it does call for. So if you're listening and you are newer on this path, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of communities. There's a lot of groups. Thankfully, due to the pandemic and social media, you can pretty much, you can't throw a stick at it without hitting some spiritual group if you Google something in that world. So just search them all and listen to all the different ways that it's interpreted and it's explained because you just need to feel what's right for you. I, since I was little, I remember telling my mom, like, I just don't believe there's one way for everyone to experience what I now refer to as spirit. 
I just, I think there's so many different types of people. We all have to find our own way to, you know, connect. Like everyone needs their own type of phone to call it. There's not one way. Yeah. So that would be, I guess, my advice for anyone that finds themselves on a, in the newer space with it and trying to find like-minded people. Yeah, that's 100% true. I think it can be really lonely when you don't have anyone in your day-to-day life that you can have these conversations with. I've been lucky that I did have people around that I could have conversations with, but they weren't necessarily interested in developing it in the way that I was. So even even if they're interested, even if they want to talk about it, you can only go so far if they're like, okay, I don't want to know all the information. Like, it's great that you're interested, but I don't want to do this. I don't want to practice this. So it is really nice to have someone where you can come up with something with which two people who aren't in this world would be like, what are you talking about? And I can come to you and be like, I had this really weird idea. What if this was a thing? And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, I thought about that the other day. And you're like, well, no way. Like, it's just this way of being able to express things without having to have a filter on it. It's like this authenticity that you can have. And even if somebody doesn't understand it, they're probably going to be interested and ask questions or be like, let's look at this together or like, let's see if somebody else knows. And there is this idea of like sharing information as opposed to like, trying to define things in one particular way. Right. And I was very lucky. I grew up, I have a great family. It's like every other family, we have our problems and no one's perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But this world wasn't out of touch or wasn't like out of, but wasn't forbidden. In my family growing up, I have some ancestors that did this work. And my mom, like she always went to psychics. I think I said that earlier. And there was in my hometown, there was this famous uh, psychic. Her name was Greta Alexander. She was phenomenal. She had her own TV show and she was known for like, she would help police and she would help with like investigations and stuff locally. Like every, no one questioned her, you know, she was, she was legit. And so she had this TV show and I remember I would always turn it on and whenever you would catch it on TV, my mom has the whitest hair possible. It's beautiful. And you could always see my mom's head like sitting in the audience, you know? So I was very lucky, but like you said, you know, even though I am around people that I can have these types of conversations with, they don't necessarily want to go into that next level of like the philosophy around it or the development stuff around it. So yeah, you know, just to kind of piggyback off what you were saying, it's, it is important to connect to people that are your peers in the sense that they're kind of at the same space, going the same direction you are with that information. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, when you talk about people who maybe are in a space where they, it is a more forbidden, like if it's more of a religious barrier or something, the fact that it's online for a lot of the part, like there's people who join the calls and the collective and things where they're in their car on their lunch break and no one has to know what they're doing. They could just be talking to whoever, right? And I think there's an accessibility to that in some ways where, you know, at least you're not going to have to be telling people where you're physically going, (laughs) you know, exactly to a circle. But it is nice to have those options in person for people who maybe online is challenging for them. It's nice to that even like you're creating a space where it is somewhere in person if people want that contact or they need that connection and they don't learn online or they don't learn from, you know, watching a screen if they need to be physically in person. So it's right. It's like you said, exactly what you said about how there's something for everyone and just knowing your own needs. If you know you need to be physically in community and that's what you're missing in your life, if you're online all the time and you're like, I need something in person, then see what's happening in your area. And in most places, there's something, you know, it may not be exactly what you're looking for, but maybe you'll be the person who's going to create that, right? Like you're creating that space within what you're already doing. And 
what resources you have. So I feel like that's such a, an interesting time to be in now where it is expanding and there are so many people weaving it into whatever they are doing. And I think that's another important point that you made earlier that like, it doesn't have to be that everyone's going to quit their jobs. We're all just going to be doing spiritual stuff. We still need doctors. We still need people exactly. doing other work. And I think Danielle's covered that really well in the podcast as well in Spirit School. But something else that kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier, when you were talking about how it can be really draining to be working with people all the time and to be you know, doing this work can be really exhausting too. It's something I just want to talk to you about because I'm terrible at it. And it's something I'm working on is finding self-care practices or rituals that keep you grounded when you're doing this work, because I think that can be overlooked and it's something that is really important. And I'm just wondering what you do for self-care. Well, like you, I, uh, you and I have a lot in common we, as we've gotten to know each other. I am not sure I've finessed that just yet. <laughs> I have a lot that's going on. I, you know, I'm, I'm very busy. I have a, I have my salon business. I, you know, there's a retail side to that, that I also run managing the people. Then I have my spiritual business. I'm growing and developing. And then I have a podcast that I'm working on and my day's very full. But one thing for me that's very important is I need some kind of physical activity, whether that's going to the gym or I like to ride my bike. Right now, as we're recording, it's wintertime, so not a lot of bike riding's happening. But doing that is very important for me. I also want to say, I feel like sometimes it's hard to know, is this a grounding thing I'm doing? You know, it's like I'm also still learning, like, what it is that grounds me and what it is I need and how that ties in. I will say for anyone that's in the spiritual space that's trying to figure this out also, like a message that has been very clear from spirit is you need to be as deep rooted in the ground as you are into the universe. Like that connection is very powerful. You need to have balance in both because you'll tip over if one's, if one's too much than the other. So that's been made very clear. Like you have to have both, but it's hard because as you start connecting in this world, and especially as someone, like I said, these things, weren't foreign to me. I just didn't understand what they were. And so then when I started developing, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so psychic. And so like every day is like, I'm trying to push it further, push it further, see what I can do, see what I can experience to where I, you know, you forget to kind of be like, oh, just take care of yourself. You know, if you need to go on a bike ride. I have found meditating has also kind of helped energetically ground me. A lot of this is learning, you know, we learn to set in the power and how to feel your energy and expand it. That's actually been really great for me is because I, my whole life, I think I've just had my energy too expanded. My hair career, I would come home so exhausted because of that work. Now that I've learned how to like set in the power and kind of control my energy, when I go to work, I button it all up. I pull my energy in tight. I visualize that. I carry crystals and, you know, whatever. So the intention that I'm protecting myself and I, it doesn't drain me as much as it does now. It's also learning what works for you and what your energy's like and how thin you're able to spread it and how much time you need to rebuild it and repair it. So I think it's a little bit different for everyone, but it, it's, it is hard to sometimes tell, like, am I doing enough? Do I need to like go dig my feet in the sand somewhere or like crawl around in a forest? I don't know. Like, what do I need to do? I know. I think that you spoke to that really beautifully, how you were talking about how it's different for everyone and how you do need to be as grounded in the earth as you are up in 
that space because I know when I first found that Spirit School Collective, it was also during COVID. So I spent all day like diving into these topics and then I had to go back to work and it was like, oh, right, I'm a human. I have to show up and like be around other people and like that's exhausting. So yeah, finding the balance is definitely hard because also sometimes I find myself making this work too human where I forget the magic of it. I make it more of like a a work feeling. So finding that balance. I'm very Capricorn. I can make anything feel like work if I really want to. So it's like trying to make things also stay light while also grounding myself. I totally agree with that. And I think that the physical activity and the tangible part of it for me is really important. Like I'm terrible for like working out. When I get into it, I go too far into it. So like I'm very bad. Like I used to work on my feet all day, 12 hour days, sometimes usually eight hour days, physically moving four foot wood shelves by myself. And then I would come home, eat and go to the gym for two hours. Like a time go And so now that I've gotten used to doing online work and not doing as much activity, I find going for a walk outside, remembering that there is a ground that because I'm also in an apartment building. So it's like going outside. Oh, there's grass out here. Like, oh, right. no, oh, the, the seasons are changing. Like being aware that I'm still on Earth is helpful. And having crystals, I think, too, as much as like, I think some people think it's silly, but I use crystals more than anything else. Even though I'm trained in Reiki, we talked about this in, on your podcast, I don't actually use Reiki symbols anymore. I'm drawn more to the physical thing because I think I need more grounding right now in this yeah. stage of my life. It may shift again where I'm out of that and maybe I'll start doing things more energetically again. But for me, the physical thing that I can hold in my hand really helps to ground me. So it may just be that when you're doing chores, like think about how many times you have like light bulb moments in the shower or when you're washing the dishes, right? I actually mm-hmm. got really excited an hour before we came on here because I ordered two different curry pastes that I can't get in the store here because I'm vegan and they don't have fish stuff in them. But I forgot I ordered them and the Amazon driver came and I was so excited because I've been avoiding cooking all week because I didn't want to do anything. As soon as I had those in my hand, I was like, oh, I want to like make something with this. And I feel so grounding. Right. And actually right. felt my energy shifting, like, oh, this is the exciting parts of being human, like getting to do these daily things, right? And that's the that's the thing that I think is a wonderful reminder for everyone is grounding does not mean just going and putting your feet in the dirt. Grounding does not mean that, you know, you can set in a meditation and imagine roots coming out. That's what usually a walkthrough in like a guided meditation is like, imagine roots are sprouting out from beneath you and going down to the earth. And I'm above an attorney's office. So I'm like, weaving <laughs> through all their files and I'm like trying to get down their walls and it takes twice as long. Snake through. <laughs> May, excuse me. Don't mind me. Just trying to ground here. Grounding, oh, but grounding just means being in your human. Like you just mentioned, it just means like experiencing life and just, you know, cooking or whatever that is, going for a walk or cuddling your dog or your pet or whatever. Like that is grounding, you know? So I think sometimes that word too gets kind of like, it feels like, am I achieving that? Am I doing the right thing? Is that, is that what that means? You know, I think we get a little too in our head about it sometimes as well. So, you know, I'm sure naturally due to the fact that we're expanding and we're doing all this stuff and we're paying attention to our energy, I think naturally yeah. we're probably we're probably figuring out what we need to ground. If grounding is stressing you out, <laughs> yeah. probably not grounding. It's fear that, yeah, no. Probably not that's grounding not, you at all, no. actually. Um, but what I think like just to kind of summarize like how I think if you're not really sure where to start, Just getting in tune with your energy, like you said, sitting in your own energy, your body will tell you what you need. I'm getting, I have to say, I don't give myself compliments very often, but I'm getting a lot better 
at knowing what my body needs and listening. Like there's a day that I just cannot use my brain and I'm exhausted. I just go, okay, well then today I'm going to do something more physical. Today I'm going to clean. Today I'm going to do something human. And just knowing yourself, like what's going to ground you in the moment, you'll learn if you listen to yourself and you listen to exactly. your body more often too. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, I th- I mean, that to me really, if you kind of take away some of the layers of it, like this, I'm using air quotes, this development path, you know, it really is just listening to yourself, you know, trusting yeah. yourself, knowing that you're worthy of having this information and knowing this and that you can trust into that and listening to your gut feeling. Listening to your physical feelings, you know, if, if you're tired, go to, you know, rest, paying attention to that. And, you know, that's really the root of it. And again, that kind of goes back into it's this self-healing thing because it's, you're going to have a better experience, I think, here on this earth, if you're paying attention to what it is you need. Exactly. Yeah. And I think even if you're someone who's listening and you're like, I don't want to do any of that. That's fine. But you know what's going to happen then is you're going to see it show up in your relationships more. You know, exactly. it's going to be, it's going to show up. Like we all it have will. some healing as a human. It's just maybe not to the level that some of us choose to do. But you can pay attention to your energy when you walk in a room, you know, when you yep. have a conversation with someone. So even if you're listening and you're like, I'm not doing readings, I'm not doing this, but you're interacting with people. You're interacting with people's energy, exactly. whether you like it or not. So let's don't want. To. Or even if, you know, even if you're a parent and let, you know, you're, let's say your children are young and, you know, that's challenging. And let's say there's a meltdown and then pay attention to how you feel after it. Just kind of feeling into what your energy feels like and like, okay, paying attention to that. And maybe then you can react differently. You know, it's, this is day-to-day stuff. This is psychology. I mean, it's, it doesn't have to always be this magical thing. There is a magical side to it. It, It's beautiful, but it's just about health, you know? And yeah. 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 I think it's always something that you can come back to is just like, how do I feel? What do I need? Those two questions. And I think like it'll help everyone. And I think, why do I feel this way? I always, that's the part yeah. I always think is yeah. even better. Like, how do I feel? Okay, why do I feel that way? What would yeah. lead me to feel that way? Where does that come from? Dig deeper. Yeah, no, I think those are like, if, if you just are not sure where to start with anything, ask yourself those questions and you will learn. If you listen, you will learn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, this has been awesome, Peyton. I feel like we could do several episodes just on all uh-huh. of these topics. But I just wanted to give you the opportunity before we leave, if there's anything you'd like to share of anything you have going on or anything you just want to tell people before we leave. For sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This has been awesome. And yeah, you and I, we get in trouble when we get together to talk because it will just go on for hours and hours. So to like cram it in an, in one hour, I, we, and I'm proud of us. We did a good job. We did. Um, yeah, if you would like to learn more about me, you can find me at www.blueheronmedium.com. I'm also on Instagram. You can follow me there, Blue Heron Medium. And then, uh, as you've mentioned, I also do have a podcast with my colleague, Shayla, and that is called Solely, S-O-U-L-Y, and that can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast. So on the podcast, one thing we really love is we really encourage people to send in questions and experiences and be a part of the show. So I do encourage if you check it out and you like it, email us. There's an email in the show notes and get involved and be a part of the conversation. So I love that. More ways to connect in community. So thank you so much, Peyton. This has been amazing. Awesome. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.